Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome back to the Thrive Diaries podcast. It is Liz here, of course. Um, I've got an interview episode for you today with my friend and psychologist, Mind Food Steph. She's been on before talking about ADHD and also anxiety, and we've recently recorded an episode on binge eating as well. But Steph is absolutely amazing. She's such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all sorts of different types of disorders and psychological issues that we are facing. And on this episode, we are talking about anxiety and how it relates to our nervous system. And Steph really gives us an overview of the different kinds of anxiety and the things that we can do to help, um, I guess, manage the feelings of it on a day-to-day basis and continue to do what we want to do to continue to work towards our goals and how it relates to our nervous system. So hope it's a useful episode for you. And I know that I got a lot out of it myself. So let's get into the episode. All right. Mind Food Steph, back on the Thrive Diaries podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this one. Yes. I always love having you on the show because you are just so knowledgeable, but you also just break everything down into such small bite-sized chunks. It's really, really helpful for people. Um, if people are listening, they haven't uh, heard you speak before on the potty or they don't know you, could you give a quick little introduction? Absolutely. So for those who don't know me, my name is Steph. I'm a psychologist here to break it down. I've been fully registered for eight years now. I've published a book, Food Jail, Breaking the Bars of Binge Eating. And the areas I am most fascinated by and my expertise is in eating disorders, ADHD, which there's a massive link between the two, OCD, anxiety, depression, borderline personality disorders, and more. So I'm here to talk about whatever (laughs) you would like to talk about. She's a jack of all trades. I am. I am. And I'm trying to be a master of one, but I just love everything too much. I'm trying to niche down as they say, but yeah, 
Nah, we love you the way you asked it. So on today's episode, we wanted to cover a topic which was really pop. I did a poll on Instagram for those who maybe didn't see it, but it was about the different psychological kind of techniques and strategies that we wanted to get Steph's opinion on. And one of them was about how we can help uh, regulate our nervous system to manage anxiety or symptoms of anxiety in day-to-day life. And so I thought to just start off the episode, maybe Steph, you could tell us how does somebody experience anxiety or sorry, when somebody's experiencing anxiety, what is happening in their nervous system? Yes, great question. So essentially, when you are under stress or you feel anxious, your system kicks into place. So your autonomic nervous system produces what you all know as your fight or flight response, which is designed to help you run away from danger or fight the stressor. Now, when our system is activated, you may get headaches, you may get nausea, shortness of breath, stomach pain, shakiness, dizziness. And I call this feeling anxiety because it's in the body, you feel it. And that's one type. Now, anxiety is very healthy. It's very normal in small doses. But our brain over the years with so much stimulus and so much stress and everything going on, it doesn't know the difference between what is real stress and what is imagined. So you actually almost getting hit by a car in the road, your brain will interpret that and react very strongly in the same way possibly when you get an email from your boss, because guess what? A big part of worry is due to the interpretation of events. And we'll come back to that. So Anxiety, completely normal, but it can reach a maladaptive type of anxiety. So you've got adaptive, then maladaptive, and that's when it starts to interfere with your day-to-day functioning. So interesting. And so everybody then will experience some anxiety throughout their lives, right? Like that is normal or like nervousness maybe. But when when does it become the clinical definition of anxiety when it's like affecting too much of your life basically or constant? Yeah. So the difference between anxiety and say an anxiety disorder is the frequency in which it occurs and the level of impairment it has on your life. So for example, someone with generalized anxiety disorder has to have, has to have been experiencing anxiety for a minimum of six months and in a number of different areas and it causes distress. They've got that nervous system arousal. They can't concentrate on things. It's affecting their job. It's affecting their relationships. And maladaptive anxiety has a massive component of avoidance. See, many people may feel a bit anxious or nervous about doing that oral at school or about going to the party, but they'll still go. They'll be like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous, but they'll still go. Whereas someone with clinically diagnosed anxiety will either avoid it altogether or They'll endure it with great discomfort or they'll engage in maladaptive coping, such as drinking a lot and then passing out or not talking to anyone, which then reinforces their beliefs that parties are bad and I shouldn't go. Mm. So if it's actually getting in the way of you doing things, so if you're still able to kind of push through effectively those feelings of discomfort, then it's probably not um, like a full-blown anxiety disorder as such. Yeah, and how much it sort of impedes your day-to-day functioning, how much you're getting those symptoms as well. And there's different types of anxiety disorders too. There's 
six, there's generalized anxiety disorder. There's social anxiety disorder, also known as social phobia. There's specific phobia, you know, spiders, whatever it might be, uh, agoraphobia. There's separation anxiety disorder and panic disorder. And so, yeah, that's really interesting. I actually didn't realize that some of those phobias were in the family of anxiety, but it's interesting to know that those like really deeply ingrained fears are also like considered as part of the same bundle almost as generalized anxiety disorder too. So Steph, well, how can somebody say they want to achieve their goals, right? And they are experiencing anxiety though, and it is getting in the way of them doing the tasks that they need to complete in order to meet X, Y, Z or manifest their dream life or whatever it is. How can we work around that anxious brain to mm. still achieve our goals? That's a really important thing to to state because a lot of people live with anxiety and they deal with it, but they don't realize how much it actually impacts your life. And this came about because I was doing some videos on lucky girl syndrome and manifesting. And what will get in the way is parts of your brain. So essentially, let's just look at anxiety in the brain. There's two types of anxiety, and we've done a whole podcast episode on this. There's a physical one in the body. You feel it, heart rate, breathing, sweating, blah, blah. Then there's thought anxiety, and thought anxiety is worrying about trivial, worrying about trivial things, what if thoughts, worrying about worst case scenario, it's cognitively based, it's in the mind. Now, what we know is when you're triggered, when you're anxious, when you're in fight or flight, what happens is your frontal lobe lifts. Now your frontal lobe is the front of your brain, your prefrontal cortex. This is your logical reasoning, decision-making, judgment, where you imagine your visualization creating images, you need that to essentially manifest. You need that to think of the things you want. But the problem is people think of the things they don't want to happen, especially when you have an anxious brain. You're thinking of all the things you don't want. And what people don't know is deep in your subconscious, at the back of your brain, it's actually looking for information to validate your belief. So if you walk around thinking something bad's going to happen, something bad's going to happen. Your brain actually looks for information to validate that belief. So it's looking for all the bad things that can happen. And this is why people think bad things always happen to me. Well, it re- reversely, it works as well when people think good things happen to me. For example, I'm going to get a car spot. I'm going to get a car spot singing that Hail Mary full of grace. Please find me a parking space. Always works because your brain's looking for information to validate that belief that you're going to find a car spot. It's crazy. I've never actually heard that before with that, but I'm oh. like, oh my God, I'm going to use that every time I go oh, <laughs> try and find a park now. <laughs> it literally works, but you have to thank Mary after. So after you get the spot, you got to say, um, thank you, Mary, for this parking space or something like that. <laughs> so it's Hail Mary, full of grace. Let me find a parking space. Is that it? Yes. Yes. That's the one. Okay. And then you say, thank you, Mary. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um, Thank you for the parking space. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Mary, for the parking space. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, there you go, guys. Manifestation 101. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really interesting that what you were saying though, as well, like where it's like, oh, you think negative things are going to happen. Therefore you're looking for that to happen in your life. And it's almost like this, you know, natural human behavior of kind of moving. It's almost like people are afraid of pain in their life in some form, whether that's, you know, I don't know, a socially awkward situation or it's, you know, I don't know, getting a parking fine or whatever the thing is, right? They have an anxiety about 
X, Y, Z happening. So it's almost like they are bracing themselves for that to happen because they're like, oh, well, that's probably going to happen. So I should mentally prepare myself for the disappointment or for the embarrassment or for the awkwardness or whatever. And it's like, they're not wanting to get their hopes up and be positive because then they're like, oh, well, feeling disappointed is scarier than expecting the worst. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's almost, let's kill it before it dies. So yes. I'm in control of this. Yeah. Um, And I actually want to do a little exercise with everyone listening. So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, do I have anxiety? Do I worry? Do I have thought anxiety? I'm not sure. I'm going to go through a bit of a checklist and I want the listeners to actually think about how many of these statements you can relate to. Here we go. I'm good at imagining all things that could go wrong in situations. I sometimes worry that my symptoms are the result of a medical illness that hasn't been diagnosed yet. I know I tend to worry about trivial things. When I'm busy at work or with other activities, I don't have as much anxiety. Even when things are going well, I seem to think about what could go wrong. I sometimes feel if I don't worry about specific situations, something surely will go wrong. If there's even a small possibility of something negative happening, I dwell on it. I struggle to fall asleep because of the things I worry about. If you wrote down that you can relate to quite a few of these statements, you do have a tendency to worry. Mm, Don't worry. Interesting. (laughs) You're like, just stop. (laughs) Yeah, I have a solution. So don't stress and we will go into it. Cool. Awesome. Um, Steph as well. Oh, I was, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh my gosh. I will cut this bit out. (laughs) You know what? You go into your solution. (laughs) Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, interpretation is the situation you need. So why do we worry? A big part of worry is due to the interpretation of events. By being aware of your interpretation, during stressful situations and considering the possibility of modifying them, you can actually work to change them and take charge of the emotional distress it causes. So here is an example, okay? Let's just say someone hasn't texted you back and your brain starts thinking something bad happened. Maybe they had a car accident on the way to work. It's not like them to do this. Or maybe they're upset at me. Maybe it's that thing I said last week. See how my brain is starting to spiral. And it's not actually the text that's the problem. It's my interpretation of the text. Why don't I just think they haven't replied? I'll wait. Maybe they're busy, right? Now, it takes time and it takes effort to actually do this because what people don't realize is your brain actually learns from experiences. We wire our brain to be fearful or to be brave or whatever based on the experiences we teach it. So if every time I have a party and I'm scared and I don't go, I'm teaching my brain through experiences that parties are not safe and then I have anxiety about going. So it's about noticing the event when it happens, when you feel anxious, asking yourself, my interpretation of this is what's causing the anxiety rather than the situation. It's not the podcast causing me anxiety. It's 
the interpretation that I'm going to stuff up and that you're not going to think I did a good job. And that's what makes me anxious. Not that that's how I feel, but that's an example. And then what happens is the interpretation sparks the emotion, thinking that I'm going to stuff up, thinking that something happened to my friend who didn't text back. That sparks the emotion, which is the worry, which is feeling upset, which is feeling overwhelmed, etc. So your goal is to become aware of this and then let's start to notice those interpretations and let's see if we can look at other interpretations instead. So maybe they're busy, maybe they left their phone at home, maybe their phone's on charge, right? Or maybe the podcast is going to go great. Maybe it doesn't matter if I stuff up because you're going to edit it anyway. And that's a really simple way to start. It'll feel awkward in the beginning, but it will actually rewire your brain. And this is what we teach in our Unchain Your Brain, Relieve Anxiety, Think Less, Stress More. Let me say that again. This is what we teach in our course, Unchain Your Brain, Relieve Anxiety, Think Less, and Achieve More in Under Five Minutes. Amazing. And Steph as well, I was going to say, it just seems like it's almost like when people are bracing themselves for disappointment or like for embarrassment or something like that, they're, they're doing that, like they're, they're preempting what's going to happen. And it's that interpretation that's the issue, right? So mm, do you think, yeah. do you think that by, and th- this is just like a thought exercise that I'm just going through now as well. I'm like, even if you are anxious about something, a bad outcome potentially happening, cause there's always risk in life, right? There, are, Yeah. It's possible that like this is going to happen. So in a way you're saying, okay, say the worst case scenario does happen, really, what actually are the consequences of that? You're like, probably not that big a deal, even if the worst case happens. But then also, um, I don't even know, like just thinking out loud, like I don't even know if I would feel any less disappointed if a bad thing happened and I'd fested on it, you know what I mean, mentally, than if I hadn't even, it hadn't even occurred to me and then a bad thing happened anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like, it's that control thing where it's like, oh, you think that by overthinking something or that by stewing on it or worrying about it, that that somehow removed some of the risk when really it's done nothing (laughs) except just make you experience the bad feeling before it's even happened. Wait, before we go into the remainder of this episode, I have to tell you about something so cool that I want you to be a part of. I was getting inundated with questions about how do I manifest my dream life? How do I attract lucky girl syndrome? What if I have anxiety? I can't concentrate. I procrastinate and I needed to do something about this. So I unleashed my unchaining your brain method in the form of an online course. So over the years of becoming a psychologist, I have developed the ultimate method that helps you attract your dream life relieve anxiety, and rewire negative thoughts in your brain. Imagine if one strategy could help you change the way you think, feel, and respond to situations forever. Well, now it can. March 14th, I am starting the Unchain Your Brain course. These are four easy modules which you can do through your own phone or computer. Our next Unchain Your Brain program starts in the next two weeks. So make sure you don't miss out. Click on the link in the show notes to find out when the next course is. And I cannot wait to see you there. Yes, I think what you're trying to say is people think their anxiety is helping them. Yeah, exactly. 
Yes, people think that their OCD is helping them. They think their compulsions are making them less anxious. They think that by over planning for a situation, it helps them cope. But short term, yes. Long term, no, because it's a draining process. And then people realize, oh, but I didn't even have that situation. It takes a lot of mental real estate and energy that you could be putting into so many other parts of your life. Imagine the time and the energy you didn't spend worrying, where would you put that time and energy? And just going back, let's take this a step deeper. That's an interpretation in itself that I'm going to worry about this or stress about this or think worst case scenario because that helps me worry less. Like there's an interpretation Mm. of what doing that has for people. And while thinking worst case scenario can be actually very good and very functional, You want to also ask yourself, what's the best case scenario? How many people do that? How many people say, what's the best thing that can happen? And then say, what's the most likely thing that can happen? I bet you're not doing that if you're listening to this. (laughs) Yeah. No, I definitely don't think in the terms of the, oh, no, I don't. That's really sad. I mean, sometimes I do, but not not always. Um, Can this kind of anxiety, right, can it lead to a stress on the nervous system, which can then result in chronic fatigue? Or like, what is the anxiety doing to our nervous system over time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this is deep. So essentially what happens is when you trigger your fight or flight system, when you activate that, you're activating your hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. Now, they get a bit of a bad rap. They're good and bad, essentially. So adrenaline and cortisol, they get you fired for action. They get you ready to fight. They're the ones that pump the muscles to get you ready. They're the ones that get your legs ready to run away, whatever it may be. But there can be a thing of too much of a good thing or too much of that. And when you're chronically in fight or flight and you have adrenaline and cortisol always high, you're going to experience a crash. And this is where a lot of people may get depressive symptoms or low symptoms or fatigue because when your nervous system is chronically in fight or flight, it can make you feel really, really burnt out. And I know you asked me about adrenal fatigue before the show and we weren't going to go into it, but essentially Mm. your adrenal glands are located in your fight or flight system and your adrenal glands are what is responsible for secreting that adrenaline and that cortisol and XYZ. So yes, long-term exposure to adrenaline and cortisol is going to make you feel really tired. It's going to make you feel after you come down off it. It is. It's like a come down. You're it's like, you know when you had too much caffeine and then you crash? Yes, I am very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so that's yeah, that's essentially the impact of it. It can make you feel very fatigued, very tired, which then can make it hard for you to do your day-to-day stuff, to catch up with people, to socialize, to go out, to do your work, all Mm. of that. And it was interesting when you were listing off some of that checklist earlier too, you mentioned on there that when people are really busy and they're working through a task list, does that help relieve anxiety too? So that kind of is interesting to me as well, because it's like almost when your mind is occupied with something that can't be worried, then it's almost better. Do you know what I mean? Than when you like are just sitting there worrying about something too. And so even though you'd think that being busy would lead to stress, which would lead to chronic fatigue, it's like not 
not always necessarily the case either for people as well. Yeah. There's a quote and it says, a busy mind does not worry. And I'm not, I'm not telling people to keep busy all the time or, but put your worry in a little worry pocket of your day. So I call this delayed worry time. This is another strategy you can all uh, write down and it's set a time to worry. If you're a warrior, if you have anxiety, set a time either when you're in the shower or before you have dinner, probably not before you go to bed and set a timer and say for five minutes, you're just going to worry. You're going to worry about everything in the day. And during the day, I want you to accumulate all your worries on a little post-it note. So grab your post-it note and every time you're working, oh, oh, I didn't take out chicken from the freezer, write that on a post-it note and then come back. Da, da, da. Oh my gosh, it's my partner's birthday. I need to get a present. Okay, put that down there. Da, 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 da. I didn't um, wax today. Whatever it might be. Just every time you get a worry throughout your day, put it on the post-it note and we're going to worry about that later during worry time. And then when worry time comes up, <laughs> go wild. It's so funny. Have you ever tried that yourself? I haven't because I don't really get anxiety, but I have, I guess, put things into a a slot to deal with. Do you know what I mean? I have kind of shelved things and, okay, so I guess I have done it. I've kind of maybe cut out that part where I don't get anxiety. Yeah, Um, yeah. no worries. Let me rephrase. I have used it to an extent where if something comes up in the day that's on my mind, I may validate that I'm having that emotion or validate that I have this feeling, but I will almost shelve it to, okay, let's discuss it later when I'm at home and I'm in a better position to deal with it. Yeah, that makes sense. And Steph, are there things that we could do like around our homes or in the way that we, I don't know, structure our day-to-day lives, like that we could, that could minimize that stress response in our bodies that might put us into an anxious state. Like the biggest one that I'm thinking of, and I know that, you know, some people do this from time to time, is taking a break from caffeine, for example, or they like, you know, could we declutter our environment? Like, cause obviously, you know, if you've got a messy desk and there's just crap everywhere, then you feel stressed and chaotic. Are there things that we can do environmentally that would help, you know what I mean? Relieve some of these day-to-day symptoms. Yeah, and I think it's important to ask yourself, and this is what we do in the Unchain Your Brain program, is what is your anxiety blueprint? Because some people like thrive in the chaos and other people cannot have a messy desk for the life of them. And it's important to identify what makes you anxious and then putting strategies in place. So if you're someone who's like, I need a clean desk, da da da, set a little goal at the end of the day, just do a quick tidy up of your desk so the next morning when you come in it feels more easy to work and it feels more clean and I think the most important thing is it's about changing your relationship to anxiety because if you don't view it as this big scary horrible thing and you're like this is just my nervous system trying to tell me a message it feels uncomfortable but that's okay let's become curious about it you're going to feel a bit better so calling it out for what it is oh I'm having a bit of anxiety and my heart rate is fast. That's okay. I'm going to notice that. So yeah, practical things is notice what makes you feel worried. Then ask yourself, is this something I can control? If yes, what can I do about it? If it's something I can't control, then okay, I'll put that in worry time. I won't worry about it for the moment. I think that's just like such a simple but effective strategy. It's like, okay, 
when I feel anxiety, hmm, let's be curious what's causing this feeling. If you can identify it, then it's like, okay, can we change it? Yes. You know, do something about it. No. Okay. We're going to allocate this to worry time, jot it down on your notepad or in your journal or on your post-it notes, however you want to do it. And then try and allocate that time. I think that would just make your life so much easier. Do you know what I mean? If it, even if it's like, oh, you know, I still experience anxiety, but I'm like, no, I'm going to do it in a structured way. And for people who maybe are a little on the controlly side, and I do think <laughs> this is just my two cents, absolutely, totally unqualified, um, unprofessional opinion here. But I do think that people who are a bit more type A, a little more organized, a little more wanting to, you know, control their life are probably more leaning towards anxiety. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. So maybe that would suit yeah. that personality type. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely, especially especially if people have ADHD, they like to be competitive or, you know, put something in place like that. So for sure, it can help with controlling tendencies. Amazing. Well, Steph, thank you so much for giving us an overview of that and how anxiety relates to our nervous system and things that we can do to try and minimize it, I guess, when we are feeling anxiety or have not minimize it, but how we can live with it and uh, recognize what its purpose is and what its function is. You mentioned um, your course. Do you want to tell people a little more about that, where they can go? Yes. And I have a gift for your listeners. Ooh. So the course Unchain Your Brain, Relieve Anxiety, Think Less and Achieve More is for people who want to get more out of their day. It's for people who may procrastinate, who overthink, who think worst case scenario, who have negative thinking patterns, maybe who doubt themselves, who don't feel confident. It's an online four-week course. It's got four modules. They're short. They're easy to learn from. And I'm with you every step of the way. I'm in the Facebook group. And if your listeners want this, what they can expect out of this is to come out, being able to identify and retrain their brain, retrain retrain their nervous system. So teaching their nervous system that their response is okay and safe and how to calm themselves down from a physiological perspective. They'll learn to rewire negative thoughts and through neuroplasticity, change their perception, change their interpretation. There's so much in this and they'll have lifetime access. And look, for your listeners, the first, let's say 20 people, put the code 100 off in the checkout, 100 off. They will get $100 off it. So it will literally bring it down substantially. But it is capped for that special discount for your viewers. So they can grab it from Mindfood Steph on social media. The link is in my bio, or you can even put the link in the show notes if you like. Amazing. And you said um, it's instant access to all the modules, right? As well, when somebody signs up or one They'll per week? One module per week. Yeah. Break it down. That's cool as well. Yeah. Don't, cause there's homework. You have to actually go away and do the work and reflect. And it's a, it's not just a passive course. It really is an interactive, self-reflective involved course that you, you've got to do the strategies and I've got to give you time to do that between the modules. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you've really thought out exactly how people need to implement it to see the results. So that's awesome, Steph. Well, Thank you so much for being on. It's been a pleasure as always. And yeah, I know you mentioned this, but Instagram is at mindfoodsteph. So make sure you go follow Steph and learn more. Oh, and on TikTok too, right? Yes. Find me on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok superstar right here. (laughs) I love it. All right. Thanks, Steph. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Bye. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.